right before this, I was walking the dog, the the foster dog that we have, and uh, I had a, I had a funny moment because I saw a ball on the street and a, and a bunch of children who were upset. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, I should go get that ball. So I went across the street and I got the ball. And then there were all these shrieking teens back on the other side of the street again who were like, ah, the ball. And so I went back over there to throw the ball. And then I had this moment where I realized I'm holding a dog leash in one hand. And I have this, it's, it's basically a volleyball sized ball. And it might have been a volleyball, but they weren't playing volleyball with it. And I have to throw it over a 12 foot approximate fence to give it to these people. But what if I mess up in front of all these teens? <laughs> oh no, the teens! You ever, you ever have that kind of a, a feeling where you you just suddenly realize that you're you're being asked to perform something you're not a hundred percent about in front of a bunch of teens? Um, it went totally fine, but I just <laughs> I had that moment where I was like, how do I even throw this ball to them in this case? And so, uh, but I threw it over there. I lobbed it and I got called a legend. And uh, that's how we do it in Oakland. And all my right. dog received much, much praise, et cetera. So it all worked out. But I, I just. There was a moment. <laughs> there was a moment, a moment where I was like. Real fear of being, it was like, uh, <laughs> the teens. <laughs> being dragged by these youth. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's always worrisome when some, when you think someone's cooler than you for any reason. And in this case, they were cooler than me because they were youths. I wouldn't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a new new uh, feeling for you, Jaffe? Yeah, I've always been the coolest guy in any situation. Always the coolest in the room. Yeah, I get that. I get so that. your throw would have been perfect. Yeah, it would have been exactly. amazing. Exactly. My throw did turn out to be pretty good. I, I, I came up with the, uh, the lob idea where I just kind of arc it over my head. It worked well. It worked. It's like the first time Superman loses his powers, he doesn't know what pain feels like. Yeah, that's right. And then he goes, oops. Those are the kinds of cool things I say all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the re- <laughs> that's why I'm always confident I'm the coolest guy in any room. Uh, I need to go change because I had a little bit of an accident. I'll be right back. <laughs> Speaking wow. of being the coolest guy in the room. Wow. That's the coolest guy <laughs> signing off. It's body time. This is episode oh, 302 too. of Insert Wait, you did Credit. body time last time. Well, it's body time again. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's episode 302 of Insert Credit, the only video game podcast anyone has ever heard of, therefore leaving our listeners with no alternative than to experience the horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and this is my only meeting today. Oh boy, uh, I'm Frank Zafaldi, and uh, let's let's look at the calendar here. Um, one, two, three, four, five. This is one of five meetings I have today. Oh, congratulations, Frank Spaldi. Uh Do not congratulate me. It's awful. <laughs> that means business is booming is what it sounds like. It also means I took Monday and Tuesday off uh, oh, of this week. Uh, so, and everything had to be crammed in the rest of the week. That, that's actually what that means. Frank booming business, Safaldi. <laughs> None of this generates income. Let's be clear. None of these meetings generate income for my nonprofit. Business can be booming even if it's not bringing in money and even if it's uh, uh, generating, even if it's because you skipped two days. It can just work. be exploding. Yeah. You can just have a miniature boom just for the heck of it. Okay. I'm, I'm booming. I'm Tim Rogers and I have one more uh, thing after this today. Is this your first thing today? No. This would be my fourth thing today. 
So oh, business is booming. Boom. <laughs> in my case, it is it is a little bit on the booming side. Yeah, unfortunately, I wish it weren't. I wish business were just kind of calmed a bit. But no, stuff is just too good over here. Well, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and uh, perhaps my business is not booming as much as others because this is my second meeting today of uh, second of two. There shouldn't be another one unless something comes up. All right. In which case, it would be it would be a bad meeting. Brandon, you're just kind of working on one thing, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like that. That's kind of why I suspect. How many things are you working on, Frank? I don't even know. I, I mean, at least know. five, I guess. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. yeah. Lots of things. Yeah. At least five. Uh, yeah. At least five things. Yeah, I'm trying to work on only one thing. It, it uh, took significant effort to get to where I was working on only one thing, but that's what's happening right now. One thing I hope you are working on is the topic to open this week's episode because you won last week. I completely forgot that I won, so let's uh, table that for a little while. Okay. All I've been thinking about this entire week is how you won. <laughs> I had a question that might have been good. I don't know. That's just yeah. something that occurred it. to me like immediately before the show. Maybe you like this one, Brandon. Maybe I do. Every time a new video game, a hot new tape is announced on Twitter, there's always a, an avalanche of the same question pops up. Uh, as the very first response to like a trailer launch and i'm going to name a couple of video games that came out this year and and all of these video games had an overabundance a superfluity of this question i'm about to mention uh, so those games include diablo 4 baldur's mm -hmm. gate 3 final fantasy 16 armored core 6 street fighter 6 okay all of these games had an avalanche of one question underneath their trailers on Twitter and other social medias, wherever like the trailer was posted or whenever there was an ad for it on Instagram, a whole bunch of this one question. What is the question? Show me Switchport. Switchport, yeah. Switchport seems too easy, so I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, Switchport would be a 2019 question, but that's yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Theme Deck compatible? Steam Deck compatible is a decent question as well. Okay. Yeah, I feel like there's not enough of them for an avalanche. You're going to love this question when you hear it, because it's going to blow your mind. Should I just okay, tell you? Okay, I, I, I need, well, don't don't tell us yet. I want to know, is it, are we on the right track with, like, uh, uh, availability on device? I will, I will say this. It is a yes-no question, and the answer is always no. Interesting. Given the way business works for the video game industry in the year 2023... Uh, as reported in recent findings by the Video Game History Foundation, the answer has to be no, or video game companies would be in big trouble. It does that have to do with frame rate? No. No, it has to do with physical availability. That would be question number two. That also happens, but thats I figured that wasn't the one. Video game companies would be in big trouble if the answer was yes to any of these. Uh, is it, can I get a code? <laughs> can I get a code? I'm just going to go ahead and answer it. So the Video Game History Foundation recently reported that 87% of video games are, are, are inaccessible, right? Or unavailable. 87% of classic video games, so things before 2010. How have we not talked about this on the show? Oh, this is, we well, this, this is an interesting... <laughs> okay. The question is... Uh, let's re let's repeat some of the game names. Street Fighter 6, Diablo 4, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Armored Core 6. The question, the avalanche of the question is, do I need to have played all of the other games in the series mm. to appreciate oh. this one? And it's uh. always from just seemingly just like stone-facedly sincere people, right? And the answer is always no, right? Yeah. You do not have every... Okay, first of all, anybody who's played two Final Fantasy games knows you do not have to play all of them, unless, of course, it's Final Fantasy 13 2 or yeah. 
or 10, 10 2, 2 or 1 that is an explicit sequel or one of the DLCs from Final Fantasy 15. I mean, I, I must have seen 100 people being like, do I need to play Final Fantasy 15 in order to appreciate Final Fantasy 16? And it's like, first of all, how have you not encountered that the answer to that question yet? How, like, I guess that's not something they market or advertise uh, in, in, in the advertisement for Final Fantasy 16 that you don't need to have played Final Fantasy 15. It would be a weird thing to advertise. I it feel. would be. It would be. It is, it is like in in the ancient times that is one of the selling points of the final fantasy series that they're all you know disconnected but i mean like for something like baldur's gate 3 or diablo 4 it's actually you know i guess you can play diablo 2 and 3 quite readily but uh and baldur's gate 1 and 2 are also pretty easy to acquire these days but uh armored core you know yeah you don't need like if if you had to play all five all, I don't know, eight, nine, twelve 12 uh, Armored Core games leading up to Armored Core 6 in order to play Armored Core 6, that would be a pretty bad situation. Yeah, I think to play the f- the first Street Fighter at this point in terms of like paying for it, you might be able, there might be somewhere on like some Wii or like th- th- maybe Street there's Fighter an eShop. Street Fighter 30th, dude. Has yeah, the- dude. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That is still available. Okay. Uh, I worked on that. <laughs> even, even so, the answer is clearly no. It's yeah. like you don't need to have played Street Fighter 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, you don't need to. You can just start with the sixth one. And then to see people sincerely answering the question, like, I think you could start with Street Fighter 6 if you like. Or you could try Street Fighter 4 or 5 where the community is uh, more in... It's like, what? This will catch you up on the, the lore. The lore. Yeah, it, <laughs> you gotta know what Shadaloo is. <laughs> you, will know, you, will know, you will know what you need to know in order to be immersed in the story of six so I've, I've seen this question like a lot for Baldur's gate 3 in particular where it's like i guess it's cool if you played Baldur. i played Baldur's gate one and two so i can't I played really it back uh, when the gate had hair oh yeah, hey. LMA. yeah so it's like i you know i played those games so it's it's hard for me to imagine not having played them uh given how how exciting they were at the time but it's like i couldn't imagine why someone would make a Baldur's gate 3 and like have it be like slapping you in the face with uh uh really really deep cut references to Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 within the first 3 minutes or so, right? Yeah. I like yeah. to a point that just completely alienates people. Like that game is clearly made to make millions of dollars for millions of people, right? So it's like, I don't know, they're not going to they're not going to make you have to do all that homework. The Final Fantasy model was right all along. The game that doesn't require you to've played all the previous ones. Yeah, and I think even with all the uh, intertwining little narrative threads, I don't think you need to play any earlier Resident Resident, Resident Evil to play the new Resident Evil. Yeah. Even though they're they, it's like oh, Jill's back or here's Chris or whatever. Like it doesn't matter. What's the longest running game series that does require you to play all the games in the series? That's that's uh, that's somewhere I hoped this uh, this discussion would go. I I can't really think of one. Even the like Dragon Quest games, uh, Zelda is a very long-running game series, and uh, you don't have to have played any of the previous ones for that. Yeah, I think it's intentionally not that way yeah. for everybody. But maybe Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts uh, mm-hmm. is absolutely is well. I would say Kingdom Hearts is like eighty percent a yes. Yeah, it's like if you um, haven't played one and two. Uh, before three, I tried to play eat. three, and I was like, "What is anything?" I I understand that these are Disney characters. I think if you had played all the previous games, you would still think that. That's probably true. oh sure, sure. I I, I yeah. thought this game's nuts too. Metal but, Gear, but also uh, 
Mm. Metal Gear, well, I mean, Metal Gear Solid Five uh, kind of cuts you back to the 1980s, right? Metal Gear Solid Four was the future timeline, and isn't it more that you get more out of it if you've played all yeah. of them, but you, yeah. you don't have to? That's the ideal model, I guess, for the games these days. Is you get more. It, it, it's not like a requirement, but like Kingdom Hearts Three does start with several hours of <laughs> nonsense stuff that really assumes you know everything about all the previous games. Yeah. So it's like Kingdom Hearts would be the closest to an absolute yes that I can think of. But you can still have a good time with that game. Quote unquote good time. If you insist on if you're really into Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, I started I started like mentally making notes of occur- like instances of this question with Final Fantasy VII Remake where there was just uh, when I had the when I got the Final Fantasy VII Remake and I tweeted, oh, I've got it because, you know, they tell you you're allowed to tweet about playing it. And I'm like, I've got it. The number one, the only question people wanted answered was, should I play Final Fantasy VII first? Should I play the original first? And it's like, it was, it was hundreds it's of It's literally people. Final Fantasy VII. I mean, like, no. Well, wait. I mean, did you play it, Frank? Uh, it's a... It's, the remake? It's, no. I'm going to... Here's a spoiler for Final Fantasy VII Remake, everybody. It's actually Final Fantasy VII too. It's yeah. time travel. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different. Yeah. You kind of do have to play Final Fantasy VII. Well, first. no, you don't. You don't have to. You, you don't have to. Uh, you because when you're made aware of the time travel stuff, it's like very late in the game. And I guess if you're chill enough with it, you can be like, "Oh, cool." But also, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter for your enjoyment of the game if you've finished Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation. It doesn't really I don't right. Think it, I mean, I guess yeah. it would suffice to just be aware of Final Fantasy VII, which is hard not to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just being like aware of it in like an action figure sense, like yeah. the sense of yeah. a child who buys a Power Rangers toy or whatever. Yeah. Oh, there's Cloud. I've heard of Cloud. That's my favorite guy. I played him in Smash Bros. I mean, the fact that remake is in the title tells you up front that this is a remake. It's true. And that's really all you have to know. Except it turns out it's a verb, not a noun, right. which is actually, yeah. that's a very Tetsuya Nomoresque uh, twist. Mm-hmm. Good topic, Tim. I have a question now. Yeah. Oh, oh you, you hey, do. there you go. Let's yeah. hear it. See? See? It's, it's, it's completely unrelated to this. I wonder if everyone could name, five might be too many, but games that you could play anytime. And just like load it Anytime. up and have fun within like 15 minutes and then you can leave and it doesn't matter. You can just like, I enjoy playing whatever part of this game I can get into right now. Because I, I wind up with some sort of like mental load on certain games where I got to be in the right frame of mind or I got to be, got to have enough time to really get into it or whatever. Uh, what mm-hmm. what are what are What are five of those games for each of you if you can n- name five? I started a notepad file, so I, I will be quiet until I've finished my five. Okay. This is this is a really stupid one, but every time I launch my mister and I can't think of a, immediately think of a game to play, I, I dive into Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance for the Game Boy Advance. I don't know how that became like the game that yeah. I go to. But well, that's what but I find is. interesting is is just sometimes something creeps up in that. So I'll I'll say Gunstar Heroes. That's an obvious one for me because yeah. it, it's just like that's a game where not only can you just start right in, you also after the first stage can choose one of three other stages, and so you in in like fifteen minutes of gameplay you can have a varied experience in a in a short quick time. So that's that's one for me that's that's very easy. But there there are other ones like. I can have fun with any of the 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 bump style East games, East books one and two. 
mm-hmm. even if I'm not oh, yeah. going to finish it. And it's an RPG. It's an action RPG of all things. But I can play through the early parts of that just bonking into guys and have a have a good time. I just really don't understand why it's Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance for me. It's like I run it on the emulator and I have fast forward on the right trigger so I can fast forward through the uh, the, the egregiously glacially yeah. long opening cutscene. Isn't that the one where it starts in the snow and, and you can you can step on that car and then the snow falls off of that's it? That's Dawn of Sorrow. Oh, wait. That's Dawn of Sorrow. I emphasized the wrong word there. Um, that Which is the sequel to Aria of Sorrow, well, which is the – but Harmony of Dissonance is the one with the really rocking music. Marble Corridor. Oh, right. Mostly I yes. launch it just to try to get to Marble Corridor so I can hear the Marble Corridor music blasting in my in my excellent speakers over here. Yeah, that's cool. But also firing up uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is also very yeah, common. Yeah, that's a hot one. Yeah, I, my list says Sonic until the slow level. So that could apply to any of the 2D Sonics. That's true. Sonic 1 until Labyrinth Zone. Sonic 3 until... Uh, the Marble thing? Marble Zone. Yeah, or whatever yeah. that's called. Uh, the, the spinning top one. Yep. I usually get to Chemical Plant Zone, again, just to have that music blasting, Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and uh, just kind of stand there for a bit. <laughs> Once I get to there, then it's like, well, I got to get to Mystic Cave Zone, because that's the real hot one. Yeah. I don't know what, what Sonic 2's, like, brick wall zone is, actually. Well, there's, there is a fall in the water part of Chemical Plant Zone. Basically, I play Chemical Plant Zone, and then if I fall in the water, I just turn it off. Yeah, that sounds about (laughs) right. But usually I don't. Usually I can make it through. I can make it through Chemical Plant Zone. I usually make it to around Casino Night Zone before I just kind of, you know, do something else. But also, I do very frequently launch uh, Battle Garega as well, which is a good one to have. That's a hot one. Gotta love a mister. Lord. My weird, I don't know why one is Donkey Kong Country, because I'm not that fond of donkey kong country but mm-hmm. for some reason just running around the first few levels is just very comfortable to me mm-hmm. feels like a video game I, I was trying to think of more like arcadey stuff because that makes more sense but I, I think i'm just not into that kind of game i don't think any of us really are on yeah. this show um but the two that i came up with i've mentioned hero is my favorite 2600 game um and that's mm-hmm. one that like I've had several mornings where it's like, I'm kind of early for work. I'm just going to turn on the mister and I just kind of play hero for like 10 minutes. Um, another one in, along, along those lines is Shark Shark on the Intellivision. Um, yeah, that's a good one. There's another just like, I'm just float around, be a fish and eat some stuff and then get bored. The and one leave. that really scratches the itch in my brain and I think is probably true for more people than encompasses our audience is minesweeper minesweeper really scratches a particular itch in my brain that i'm able to kind of put on and do for 30 seconds or 20 minutes yeah yeah, it makes sense i kind of have that with uh with picross except i think in my case i'm not sure that i'm having fun so much as not thinking about other stuff Right. So it's meditative. Yeah. So for me, it's not quite on that list because it. I do play Picross on my 3DS every day. But am I am I having fun or am I ignoring my problems? And I feel like in my <laughs> case, I'm doing the latter. Yeah. Here's here's an odd one from. Uh, not saying that that's everyone's situation. That's just my situation. Uh, that may surprise listeners of this show. I'm putting these two games together because they fill a similar thing for me. But. Uh, uh, Doom 64 and Turok. I'm putting those mm. in one box. I can oh, just yeah. go in there and have like a a weird Earth 2 FPS experience. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was about to say Quake 2 has been one for, for years now for me. 
to just yeah. put on Quake 2 and play through the first episode there, which is very, you know, fortuitously, Night Dive did their remaster of Quake 2 that came out yeah. last week, two weeks ago. Last uh, week, and I it's think. beautiful. It's phenomenally fantastic. And it was always a good one for me to fire up. Uh, and now I can continue firing it up. I, I, I had actually started, uh, it had become Quake 1 for a while because Night Dive did the remaster of Quake 1 and I bought it on my Switch and on my PlayStation because why not have it on both of those? Because I already had it on PC because they just upgrade what you already have. So I'm probably going to get Quake 2 on my PS5 and that'll become even easier to jump into. Thank you. I'm trying to think like my my other way of doing this is like loading up a game where I just kind of want to look at the art from the beginning for a minute. So oh, yeah. another world is one oh, of those. Sure. Yeah. You know, like I like that game fine, but like I mostly just, you know, watch the intro and play through the first level, get to the beginning of the second level, die a couple of times and go, okay, I'm good. Yeah. I, I love to fire up Rondo of Blood just to watch the, the intro. Yeah, I've done that too, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. That makes Phenomenal sense. Phenomenal intro. Uh, here's here's one for me. Uh, we, we got we got to finish these, Jaffe. Okay. Um, uh, Kadash. So I like Kadash on the arcade or PC engine, and it's a it's an action RPG with growth and side scrolling. It feel it feels like the number go up thing, and it also feels the but more than that, it feels the the jump and hit stuff thing. So it it it's I guess that's my version of a Castlevania. I would play. Kadash, all the Castlevanias are better than Kadash. Uh, well, yeah. maybe not all, but um, I mean, I think know. Super Mario Brothers Three is better than Sonic the Hedgehog Two. But uh, yeah. for some reason, I don't, I don't, I don't take Super Mario Brothers Three lightly. You know, yeah, I don't, I, I can't just fire it up on a whim as much as I can. Sonic, and 2. I think another one for me is Gunhead slash Blazing Lasers. Oh, yeah, that one's good. That's it's a good little shooting game, and it also has a caravan mode, which is like, here's three minutes. What can you do in that time? Did you also just sit down and play that at California Extreme this past weekend? I didn't know it was there. Oh, it was in the room with all the consoles. Oh, the console room? Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't. It's the first game when you walk in. It's blazing lasers. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I almost said uh, Galactic Attack, aka Layer Section, but. Uh, it felt not right to, even though I do like loading that game up and have a fun time with the, with the early bits, I can't beat it. <laughs> I can't, I can't beat that game. There's a little something whenever I started up being like, oh, but I know I can't finish this. <laughs> it's very sad. Uh, Tim, you've, how many have you done? You did a two or three? Well, I guess, uh, Dracula X, Harmony of Dissonance, uh, uh Sonic, uh, the Head Hog 2. Yeah. Um, Battle Garega. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I got. Okay, yeah. that's 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 good enough. Okay, we can we can unless I mean, anyone's got any more burning burning ones, uh, burning rangers. Burning rangers. See, it's I think a lot of this is informed by games that are not on CD systems. Uh, mm. You know, because it's uh, just games that don't take any time. Yeah, they don't have to. They load. have to be on the mister for me. Oh, and I said oh, Quake Two as well, so I did do five. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, that's five, Jerry. That's well, five. we do have to talk about the news this week. Oh, let's hear it. What What's the in the news? It's time for us all to say goodbye to an old friend, as Charles Martinet has officially brought his term as Mario's voice actor to a close. He oh! has. He has, or Nintendo yeah, did he has. do it? We don't know. Yeah, we don't. That's know. part of my question here. Now he's the Mario ambassador, according to Nintendo's press release. And yeah. what I want to know is, what does a Mario ambassador do? It's obviously when when uh, when the Mushroom Kingdom is uh, threatening war. 
Yeah. You got to have somebody to talk to him. A Mario ambassador is a job title for if your name is Charles Martinet <laughs> and you just got fired. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> but the company does not want people on social media to get upset. Right. We all know the uh, the concept of the corner office or whatever, where they just send somebody who they don't want to deal with anymore, but they don't want to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they like put them into this area and, and silo them so that they don't affect anyone else. God, that's the dream. God. <laughs> it is. I've, yeah, I'd love I've it. never... I've never seen anyone who has had that done to them who didn't work for the company. Right. So like, yeah. He's just a freelance guy. They're like, he's here's a freelance your freelance corner office. Here's guy. your here's your here's your window office. Sir. He's a remote first. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> wonder like what the conversation was like. It's like we'll give you six hundred dollars a month, and he goes, "I'll take it. I want like the that. more money." Was that it? Was he just says he'll take the six? Like he just immediately like like Kramer. Uh, uh, and the Calvin yeah. Klein ad or whatever the you know settling yeah, yeah. is a we'll give you free lattes or whatever yeah. you know just like I'll take it just shaking the hand immediately we'll give you a can of spaghettios <laughs> uh, a day and six hundred dollars uh, per month uh, yeah. and he he just like a twenty dollar per diem that's a, so <laughs> nice a Mario ambassador twenty dollar per diem plus a can of spaghettios <laughs> I'll take it <laughs> and then that's it. He just immediately uh, just uh, is he's the man, you know. It'd be really interesting to try to engage him as the Mario amb- ambassador and see what happens. Just like yeah, there's uh, there's not a, not a chance in heck that he's no. uh, going to be involved officially in anything ever again. I think he's a, although I guess it probably means that he can still probably what it actually means is that he can still go to conventions. And yeah, like sign yeah. stuff. They might have him there and sign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably about it. The, the guy. Did you ever see the guy in an interview, man? Like, did you ever see him like getting interviewed by somebody? I heard you talking like, we, about it. We've talked about this before. Like, did you ever see his little YouTube channel or his Instagram where he posts yeah. videos where he's playing with Mario figures and talking in Mario voices? It's just like no. Yeah, I have, oh my god. I I would. You've never seen this. If I were at Nintendo, I would have kicked this clown to the curb years ago. <laughs> like, uh, like the way he he acts in interviews, it's like Nintendo puts on these airs of being some world class company with with you know making a uh, uh, world class aesthetic uh, items uh, of 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 just like cultural importance, and they've got this uh, this psychopathic clown. <laughs> on their their god darn payroll like the guy have you not seen interviews with this guy he is he is just unbearably like like scary to watch be interviewed there's like the famous one would be with the like conan o'brien interviewing him did y'all see this no Mm -hmm. nobody saw this man it's just the guy i i would not want that guy appearing in public speaking for my storied century old company I just right. would not want it. And yeah. it's like, I, if that makes me sound like some kind of an old jerk, uh, well, you know, Charles Martin, that's older than me. I wouldn't want him ambassadoring god darn nothing. Well, I yeah. think, I mean, it, it might be that, but I, I suspect it's because the guy's almost 70 and mm-hmm. his voice is starting to turn. Ah. That's all they had to say. Yeah. yeah. He's retiring. Woohoo! Because he's pretty old, and right. like we're starting to hear it in his voice. I think the concept of retirement doesn't like exist in the public mindset anymore. Though. Oh, sure, every everyone That's lives true. forever, but you know, I, I just think about like, um, uh, what's his face, Mel Blanc. You know, like, yeah, yeah he yeah. died kind of young-ish, but like. 
those last few cartoons and like voicing Porky Pig sound really rough, you yeah. know, or like when, when, uh, way forward <laughs> got, uh, Alan Young, uh, reprising his Scrooge McDuck when he was like, like he sounds like he's dying and then he died like or two like days Alan later. Alan old. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he, wasn't he like 93 or something he at the time? He was, was some, incredibly old. He was some decrepit age. That, that, that game was already like incredibly slow when it would just start a, start a cutscene and like the cutscene would play and then he would like, you know, like, oh, I'm Scrooge through his lines you know <laughs> he sounded like he sounded like like kazooie from banjo kazooie <laughs> with the with the throat noises no, they're avoiding that yeah. they're avoiding like yeah. it's a me that's all they had to say was the guy retired this brand mario ambassador thing just makes it sound like they're trying to cover something up yeah and it's exactly. it's just it's just dirty sounding. Yeah. But also the guy was always deranged and uh, publicly weird. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to get into it, but I had an encounter with him in person once and he was very weird, like very, very weird in a way that genuinely scared me. I think all voice actors are. Yeah, but I mean- Yeah, I yeah he is kind of the stereotypical voice and I met, actor. I met, I met Troy Baker once and he was, he was cool. This was before he had his own brand of NFTs. So who knows if he if he crested the hill, the, the Charles Martinet hill. But uh, this this Charles Martinet man, uh, man, I don't know. I don't want I don't want to hate on the guy, but it's just a weird dude. Uh, but like, did you see like I, I saw like a Steven Totillo tweet where he was like, I asked on behalf of Axios, I asked Nintendo, uh, who will voice Mario in the upcoming Super Mario Wonder, and Nintendo responded with this, and the response was something like. Our video games feature credits at the end. Please stay tuned to the credits at the end of the game to see the name of the voice actor who voiced Mario. It's like that's that's uh that's also seems like dirty as heck, yeah, man. What is that's going like, on like, there? That's a really bizarre response to that question. What? It's just like I mean, I don't know what else they're supposed to say to that, right? It's true. But I man. mean, the guy's name, the name of the new guy, yeah. would be an option. Fans were listening to the, the Mario Wonder trailer and they were like, I don't think that's Charles Martinet. People were saying right. yeah. they got to sound alike and they are never going to let that guy speak in public. He's going to have some some NES game like name like like uh, Senor Tappy or whatever. Like he's going to have like some name, like some some programmer alias. Yeah, Bon Bon. Like, you're never going to know the name of this guy. They might even be using God darn AI. And you know what? For all it's worth, Charles Martinet might as well have been using AI since... Uh, and what if they are? What if they AI'd his since voice? Since Super Mario Galaxy, the man just hasn't remembered what Mario's voice sounds like, which is confusing because it's now more than half of the voiced Mario history has, has yeah. transpired since then. It's just a couple of nested headaches, man. I don't know. They did not say that he wouldn't stop uh, voicing Luigi. So maybe he's still in there as Luigi. Mario! <laughs> <laughs> Right. All right. Next question. Uh, wait, Brandon had something to say. What were you going to say about Charles Martinet? <laughs> it wasn't important. It was just oh. that the. <laughs> yeah, I see. He's for those of you that don't have your video uh, screens on. Tim was hovering over his soundboard as I was about to speak, <laughs> ready for me to uh, to interrupt whatever I was. Gonna say. That was the welcome back. Here. We yeah, all missed right the here. soundboard. It was just that everybody I, uh, loves it. I hadn't seen the the Super Mario Wonder trailer until I heard about Charles Martinet not uh, being the guy, ew. and yeah. so the, and I was listening to it, and I don't know if it would have struck me without this knowledge. Yeah, but I started. Li I was listening to it, and I was like, "This reminds me of 
like when they started doing Mickey cartoons again. Yeah. And Mickey didn't sound right. Exactly. And yeah. uh, it sounded sounded like that. And Jaffe, you were saying Marge sounds different. I haven't yeah. heard no Marge for oh, yeah. thirty five oh, years. Jaffe knows. Jaffe may perhaps know that I've seen some modern Simpsons lately. Yeah. Uh, for a bizarre reason. And man, yeah, it's weird. It's sad. It's like depressing to listen to Julie Kavner. Sad is one thing, but yeah, she she sounds like she sounds like a grandma. I mean, she is. She's an old lady. She sounds like when she was doing the grandma voice in the she was doing Marge's mom. Yeah, Yeah. let her be Simpsons ambassador. (laughs) That's right, right. Marge ambassador. Okay, before we move on, uh, I have a similar uh, thing I want to bring up. Just speaking of Mario's voice, um, Mario. I saw this. uh, It's a who? Super Mario movie. Finally. Um, Oh yeah. Oh wow. I still have it. Oh, Chris Pratt's gonna be the new Mario. Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you guys knew that that the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy is Mario. I did hear about that. Guardio. The guy from Parks and Recreation. He's as Italian as Charles Martinet. Here we come. So well, okay. So I watched this movie. And uh, it was it was fine. It was the most safe thing that anyone could have possibly made. It's very quick. It's fine. Vis- it was visual gruel. Yes. No offense to it. Gruel's fine. And it made billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. And but I was really disappointed because I watched that whole movie, including just you know post credits, whatever they wanted to give me. And not once in the movie, I'm going to spoil this slightly for you, Brandon. Not it. once in the movie does he go, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Really? Really? Yeah, he never says that. That was just for the trailer? That was just Stopping for the trailer. Koopas. He doesn't say that <laughs> he either. Would, he doesn't say it in the movie. And yeah. it's, uh, it's gross. $1.3 billion is what it made. I bet Nintendo feels real. Shigeru Miyamoto is just eyeballs popping out of his head. Why didn't we do this? Why weren't? Why didn't somebody tell me? That's Mar- Shigeru Miyamoto's voice. Why didn't, so- <laughs> why? why didn't somebody tell me this was a good idea? <laughs> we got burned yeah. by that 93 film. That 93 picture burned us. <laughs> is, is it because we didn't have an iron grip? That's what it was. The iron grip is what made the 1.3 bill. Wow. Guess where it made the second most money after the US? Australia. No. Okay, I don't know then. China. China. Hit me with China. It. Mexico. Hey. Whoa, Mexico. Hey, fantastic. Wow. Good for Mario. Wow. Yeah, Mario. it's a him. Can I uh, use the resto before we uh, do this next question? Sure. We'll be right back after a quick break. I always conflate Coach the Show and Coach from Cheers. Like, I want it to be a spinoff, but it's not. I wanted that also as a child. <laughs> I thought that it should be that way. When you're a child, you want all shows to be the same show, and then Disney did that, and it sucks. Does Coach predate Cheers? No. 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 Coach? No, yeah. Lord, no. Is that Craig T. Nelson? You're talking about Craig T. Nelson in here? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Insert Credit. We're back from the break, so I guess it's time to go to the dirt bag. This is the part of every episode where I pick a question submitted to us at patreon.com slash insert credit, where for just dollars a month, you can submit these questions, get monthly bonus episodes, and other fantastic surprises. Whoa! This week's question comes from Seth, who asks, If you could replace one of your arms with the arm of a video game character, whose arm would you pick? <sighs> Shoot. I don't think I would do that. I would pick the arm that's closest to my existing arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would find a character that is my build. I go into the character creator. <laughs> oh, so Frank from, uh, yeah. Yeah, Frank sure. Frank West yeah, from yeah. Uh, Dead Rising. Yeah, Frank West. Exactly. There we go. Frank West. I'd have a better like uh, trigger finger for, for my, my photo taken. So wait, the question here is, uh, 
if you could replace no, your you arm? You have to. Um, no, it, uh, you phrased it if you could, but I under if it's if you have to, that makes more sense. So uh, I shortened the question. There was a whole hypothetical scenario attached that I cut for Let's time. hear it. Let's hear it because we don't want to answer this no, question. I deleted it. It's lost the time. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, maybe uh, one of the enchanted arms, then I could do some enchanted stuff. A wild arm, yeah. I could have a yeah. wild... No, but a wild arm is basically... Isn't it a gun? Like, don't don't you have an, an arm gun then? An arm is... Uh, it's not even your arm. It's just... It's a, it's what they call guns. I guess it's just a gun. Wild arms are just what they call guns in the Wild Arms series. You'd think it was something, uh, something totally cool, but no, just a regular old arm or gun. Hmm... I looked up Arm on Moby Games. There's a Super Famicom game I hadn't heard of called Ruin Arm. So nice. I don't want that one. No. You already mentioned Enchanted Arms. I did. Um, but uh, there's a Windows game apparently from 2014 called Loadout colon Arm Floaties. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What about one of the arms from Arms? Oh, it's DLC for Loadout. Uh, it's DLC for Loadout. I see. Okay. I see. I see. So what are Get, some arms you wouldn't want? I wouldn't want the Nintendo arms. Yoshi's little tiny little tiny dinosaur arms. Yeah, I don't want I don't those wiggly ones. Those. I wouldn't want Mega Man's blaster arm. I don't want no. Dizzy's arms because those are made of egg. Right. Well, they also don't stop moving. Stupid guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like restless egg arm syndrome. God, yeah. Dizzy sucks. Dizzy's awful. When is somebody going to kill him already? I wouldn't want the <laughs> arms of, of an RPG character from, from the late 80s, early 90s, where, where like your arms are always doing the marching animation. Oh, yeah. Always doing that. That would be really, like, what if you had to go to sleep? Mm-hmm. Definitely not the arms arms for like the, like the Switch game. Yeah. No. Right. That's what I was talking about. The big yeah. noodly ramen arms. Yeah, you don't want those. Nobody wants those, do they? There's thousand arms. I think I would want Rayman's arm as long as it came with the hand. The invisible one? Yeah, yeah. I think it would be cool to have a disembodied hand that I could control. Uh, you'd always be bonking your elbow into stuff. Well, I wouldn't have an elbow is the thing. Yeah, you wouldn't feel Does it. Does he not have an elbow? No, no he's got none. It, he psychically controls that hand. Oh, that's right, because yeah. he's just an eggplant. Guy's wild. I don't understand how he does it. Mm. What about Plock's arm? He also has a, de a detached arm. Yeah. It would make wearing clothes difficult, I feel. Well, nobody would see. You could wear tank tops. All right. If we're going purely by game title, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in uh, the our uh, our chat here the the one I would go for. All right. Let's see what we got. <laughs> just arms. Just arms. You know, just arms. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to have like a big muscular arm. No. One of Liquid Snake's uh, arms grafted on oh, my arm either. No. That's yeah. like the kind of. Uh, of um, Warhammer figurine that I was making, like one guy with a, a guy with one skinny arm and one huge marine arm and stuff. What if I got a bayonetta arm and then I had magic? Is that good? I don't know. I don't know if the, the magic, magic comes the from the arm. The magic or comes is it from in the her hair. hair. Yeah, but her arm hair clearly. No, it's all head hair because she can like retract it into. Oh, her you're scalp. right. It is all head hair. It's not the arm hair. Well, that won't do it for me. No, I'm afraid. Uh, what about cooking mama's arms so I can get really good at cooking? But I'd have good muscle memory for cooking, yeah. for chopping. I think that, that comes from the heart. To be in there, I think there's actually a part of the brain responsible for that. Oh, you think so? <laughs> you think? I'm not sure. Well, cooking it's stored. For muscle memory, I mean. Yeah, I don't think I, muscles actually remember stuff. Yeah, good question, Seth. I have another hypothetical. Nice. Let's hear about it. If you could only judge real world animals by the way they were presented in video games, how would your opinions on animals be different? Interesting. I'd be a lot more scared of dolphins after uh, Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. yeah. As you should be. 
Mm. I would think that it's possible to befriend any wolf because uh, any wolf I've ever seen in a video game. Well, that's not true. There's some that are spooky, but you, you have a way higher chance of befriending a wolf in a video game than in real life. One of my friends is a baby wolf in real life. I have I have one of those living in my house. I like a baby wolf. I think they're a good dog. Uh, so if 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 all my opinions about animals were informed directly from video games, is that the question? Yeah. Um, it'd be a real shame because I wouldn't. I would think that it's impossible to pet dogs because there's simply <laughs> not enough video games that let you pet dogs. I don't think I've ever played a video game that lets you pet a dog, and you never will. Get on that. There are so many video games that have <laughs> dogs, but there's no button you can press that would let you pet them. Right? It's it's really disgusting. Yeah. And they need to let me pet the dogs in the video games. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point of having dogs in video games? Right? Yeah. Thank you. I would think that I could ride a dragon and that dragons are real. Oh, I'd yeah. be concerned that if you touched a bird or a bat, you would instantly die. Fall off a ledge. That yeah. is true, though. Yeah. Well, also that they, they would all like swarm at you on sight, right? Right. Like the birds just hate you inherently. That's yeah. true sometimes. Yeah. That's what that Hitchcock movie was about. It'd be an interesting twist because birds tend to you ever know you ever notice this that mm-hmm. birds kind of run away when you like try to kick them or whatever? They just they they just they fly away. Yeah. Perfect yeah. reflexes like this. So you would you would have a different attitude about approaching birds on the sidewalk. We have a contract. Uh I would believe that if I got the right wand, I could uh speak to most animals and they would have human like things to say. Well that may be true. You just haven't found that wand yet. It's still possible. Yeah. It could totally be the case. I would be constantly throwing uh, throwing uh, empty containers at every animal I see, hoping yeah. that I could I could add them to my collection if I hit yeah, that yeah. hard enough. Right. I would carry some of my OXO pop containers around. Yeah. You know, throw the lid at a, at a, any animal I see, so it could like reduce to its energy atoms. Yeah, I would think that any large bird in the sky is something I could use as a platform and. Um, that wouldn't actually affect my life at all because I, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I could make that jump. So I could live my life believing that and, yeah. and die with that and it'd be fine. What if there were a bunch of teens expecting you to do it? Could you do it then? <laughs> a bunch of teens standing around. Jump on that bird, bro. I was driving through a desert the other day and there were turkey vultures uh, swarming overhead. And I was like, I kind of thought for a second, I wish I had a grappling hook so I could shoot one of those guys and, <laughs> and like surf on it. Now, speaking of dolphins, you should be able to surf on dolphins too. Absolutely. Yeah, but how often does one requ- like uh, encounter a dolphin in the wild? You don't see them in the woods. You don't see them in the park, you know? I live by the water. They're out there. I know they're there. That's the thing. I know they're in there. But you can't prove it. That's the problem. Yeah. Dolphins are just like, they're just big water dogs, you know? BGBDs. They're hilarious. Yeah, it's very, very funny animal. It's good to know they're out there. Yeah, they're out there yeah. doing whatever it is they do. All right, I got another one. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> what was the most significant sliding doors moment in video game history? The most inconsequential change that would have had the greatest amount of impact. What do you mean sliding doors moment? A moment where, like, the smallest thing could change that would change the most about video games in history. Okay, so if... if, if... Miyamoto married a different woman. Like a diverging path sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, like okay, I think, didn't we answer this with like Sega and hardware in some way? Oh, that, that was me trying to fix the Sega timeline. That's too big. Yeah. Okay. If one thing was more popular than another, that t- that requires too many decisions. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, Brandon's answer is maybe correct. I think there's a butterfly effect with Shigeru Miyamoto that changes video games. Yeah. If he'd married a gamer, like a Space Invaders expert. <laughs> 
he would have just invented cave shooters instead of uh, every video game. Uh, would, would things have changed if uh, the the various games that came out around E.T. did super well somehow? Just like suddenly the 2600, like the, the video game crash they didn't did happen. did fine. No, but I'm saying if they did like dramatically super well. Okay, that that is not what caused the crash. So no, DSW Shoe Warehouse dramatically super it well. Gave Atari a little bit of a bad time. It contributed to their existing bad time, but that, that yeah. nothing hinged on e- ET. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm saying, would would one really good season have changed it for them? It, yeah, I could like. Okay, so. Well, what what small inconsequential thing uh, completely turns Atari around? Like that's what I was trying. Like, that's I was like, grasping for that clearly. Yeah, like like it'd have to be like a game so big that you know that every Atari owner buys like three copies. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> like like it's it's or not... it sold more Ataris, which was was okay. Yeah, that and that was the like the point of ET and that other one that I forget um, that came out around the same time. They printed. A bunch of them, and if they had sold more Ataris, then it would have. I d- I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think they could have licensed something bigger. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and yeah. and I don't think that um the home video game industry, you know, that you could like make a surprise hit that spreads. You know, I think I think they were just games, right? And and so I, I get where you're where you're going. Yeah, like you're yeah. trying you're trying to find them. Like I think I think much. I think it's the saving Sega thing. Like I don't think there's like yeah. a one thing you could do what what would have happened if the nes were shaped like the famicom and the cartridges were famicom cartridges absolutely nothing differently you don't think it would have been different at all <laughs> i do not no. uh, my my big brother I, I was privy to a lot of moments where my big brother was uh way more needlessly superficial about something than uh oh you know all of his later mannerisms in life would indicate he had ever been at any point Maybe he would have thought that the NES was for babies if the cartridges were small. Yeah, you would have had some people like that. That's a few it. big yeah. brothers would have uh, would have refused to play on the tiny cartridge system. Like I think they were right, you know, to 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 go that direction to make the cartridges bigger. Yeah, all of it, you know, to make it the entertainment system to to like put these stupid toys with it, you know. But I I, I think it was the right idea, but but I don't know that it was necessary you know like i might have done something similar and i wouldn't have regretted it but i i don't know that they needed to is what i'm saying what if, what if the game boy hadn't shipped with tetris according to that movie it would have made a really big difference mm. could have been a thing i'm sure there's an answer out there that's uh extremely exciting all right what else we got what else I was is hoping good? you could crack it here what else what else what else is a good one i want to save the dreamcast how do i do that yeah, that that's kind of your ongoing time travel mission. Dreamcast here. with a DVD player? Here's here's something simple. Maybe if the Nintendo 64 had uh had Super Mario 64 packed in, would have changed oh. something. Cuz I don't know, it was a 100% uh tie ratio. Attach rate, right? Like everybody everybody in Japan, everybody who bought an N64 bought Mario. Uh that's I don't know, would that have changed something? Well, if if it was packed in, would that mean they just sold less? copies that maybe would have been cheaper and then maybe more people would have bought pilot wings i don't know <laughs> we'd have more flight sims out there that's what we have <laughs> maybe have more of them we didn't give it away what if the turbo graphics had launched not as the turbo graphics but as the duo and only launched with a with the cd thing like that was the first thing i don't think it would have done that much but it would have been it would have been before the sega cd and it so it would have been like a solo in the stopgap 
zone, but it wouldn't have done that much. I, I think what we've learned here is that time is essentially immutable and we shouldn't yeah. try to go back and mess with it. Well, I'm going to go fix Sega. I'm going to get back there. I'm going to do it. All right. What happens when a player reports a bug in a video game? Can you pet oh, the bug? Question. Um, a variety of things happen. It depends on how they report it. But uh, I will tell you that when someone rep reports a bug to me, I check and see if it's there. But sometimes what they do is they'll send a screenshot and be like, I got stuck here and I have no idea what happened. And there's truly not enough information to uh, to deduce. And so I just, I have to ignore those because you can't, you can't track that down. But if someone gives me some itemized, like I did this and then I did that and then this thing happened that was not desirable, then, you know, we'll probably fix it. Because why not fix it? Unless the game's too old and nobody cares, <laughs> then, I, then I won't do anything. I mean, usually you just wait for several people to report. You wait for more than one report of something. Yeah. If you're on a large game and you're getting hundreds of bug reports every day, you just kind of wrangle them up and tackle the, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a procedure. Yeah, it's one of the things a QA manager is for. Yeah. Every game that I've shipped had like zero post-launch support built into our right. our, uh, our contract. So to do it. when a player reports a bug, uh, I just feel bad. You flip <laughs> off the monitor. Yeah. I just feel upset and then uh, have to reply to them, letting them know that, uh, well, if you'd like that fixed, please uh, ask, uh, insert publisher here, because yeah. I have no power over this decision. You should just reply with sayonara suckers to all of them with like 25 exclamation points. Yeah. That's what I would do. I'm out. Nope. Just just the word nope and an exclamation point would be good as well. The end. I think would the be end. Yeah. Okay. I've got something else then. Okay. Uh, in doing? the spirit of this being past episode 300, we have to revisit a previous question from the show. This is one we broached but didn't quite address and I earmarked for us to eventually get to. It's actually well, pronounced it brooched, but yeah, yeah, that's a joke. Is it? That's a joke. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> um, I've only seen it written. Anyway, I think Tim brought this up like a hundred episodes ago. Uh, but mm -hmm. what are the Mario and Sonic of food? Oh yeah, good one. Yeah, it's a good right. one. Burgers and hot dogs. The Mario of food is ravioli. A ravioli. And the Sonic and of dogs. food is <laughs> a chili dog. Is yeah. Yeah. Freeze. Actually, when I said uh, hamburgers and hot dogs, I was not thinking about the chili dogs thing at right. that time. Yeah. Now right, I am. Right, right. We'll say cheeseburgers and chili dogs. Double CH action. What's the bonk of food? Yeah. <laughs> Mario would be some kind of uh, Italian food, like spaghetti and meatballs. Mario. Um, spaghetti and meatballs is nothing. That's trash. Exactly. That's not real Italian food. No, I know. Anybody in New York would tell you that. And Mario is not a real Italian guy. So Mario is unlimited breadsticks. He's unlimited breadsticks. I think he's ravioli. No, he's not all. He's not Olive Garden Italian. He's Sopranos Italian. Uh, yeah. Ravioli. Yeah. Then he's pasta fagioli. Yes. No, he's gabagool. <laughs> he's, yeah, gabagool. he's gabagool. Yeah. Yes. That's that's why Luigi uh, hides from the, the the gabagools in in Luigi's mansion. Right. Yeah. He's right. gabbed by the ghoulies. <laughs> We've <laughs> yeah, just been gabbed by the ghoulies. Um, uh, episode title. What will they think of next? And then Sonic. Uh, I, I I feel like he doesn't really even eat. I think he's just he's just metabolizing rings. I think so. he eats like he eats like fistfuls of like potpourri. Is for some reason like yeah. he's like eating like like things infused with uh, essential oils, aromatics. 
Like there's something wrong with him. Like it doesn't make any sense. I mean, hedgehogs eat slugs. But I mean, we're not we're not looking for what does Sonic no. eat. We're saying what is right. the food version of Sonic? What is the Sonic right. of food? And I want to specify, as I understand it, it's not Sonic the character. It's Sonic the franchise. So I feel yeah, here's exactly here's, here's my pitch. I'm gonna say conveyor belt sushi. It's like hmm. it's cheap. It's not high end. It's always revolving. You can you can pick what you want. I think that's so. That's what I'm going to go for. Conveyor belt sushi for for Sonic. So I think you and I are going in different directions because I, I think the Mario and Sonic of blank is like the two defaults of blank, right? Like so. Yeah. Uh, that's why I said hamburger and hot dog at first. You know, hamburger and pizza. I think H and P. Like that's just the like in, in the U.S. But pizza those are the is the Ninja two, Turtles. The default groups. It's true. I think Mario is a pizza bro. And I think Sonic is a Japanese curry with mm. rice. All right. Sure. Yeah. Like that. Which is like, that's basically like a J chili dog. It's basically a chili dog in Japan. Maybe the Sonic and Mario are different per country that you're in. What's the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games of food? That was Rio, right? So. Rio. I think that's the hometown buffet. There's actually been several of those. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did Beijing also. Yeah, they keep they keep doing them whenever they come up. So it depends on the region. Yeah, well, I think it's probably just uh, like a like a Vegas hotel buffet. No matter how you slice it, steak and lobster buffet, spaghetti with chopped up hot dogs, things that are kind of a regional dish. Have you seen those ones where they they push they push the the spaghetti through the hot dog to yeah. make a weird linked thing? Don't want that's it. not right. No, and nobody wants to play Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games either. Don't they like do it. it. It's very popular. There are two great tastes that go bad together. What's going on? What are these dogs yelling at? My dogs ye- just yelled like 30 seconds before that, so something in the air. Is that old guy standing out in front of the door? We have an old guy on our floor who stands out in front of our door sometimes, uh, like waiting for the dogs to bark. So so you can complain about it. Uh, have you checked to see if he's there to tell you about Mario? Because it could be Charles Martinet. I'm mad at you. Yeah, he is Charles. He, I think he is a little bit. He's Charlie knocking down doors. Got to spread Man, the good what word. If Char- what if Charles Martinet? We're just we're just back to talking about Charles Martinet now. Um, yeah. So what if Charles Martinet just starts his own video game company and like he makes a new character named Charlie O. Martendo. <laughs> yeah, it's like, me, Mar- Charlie like Mar- Martendo's Super Charlie O Brothers. Yeah. It's a me, Charlie O. In that case. The the Charlio of food would be a funnel cake dusted with like an inch of cocaine. <laughs> it's a big dusting. Yeah. Oh, it, it, this. I, I think my boy's generous with the dust <laughs> over in Martendo country. I think. Uh, oh man, can you imagine that sad Kickstarter? Uh, Charles Martinet's independent video game. A Charlio. He'd probably get money. But a Charlio buddies. It's called. It's called Charlio buddies. <laughs> This guy's called Ultra Charlie O'Buddies. Oh, Ultra Charlie O'Buddies. I think he would get money and then he wouldn't deliver it and then he would ruin his reputation. He'd after get that. God darn Inti Creates to develop it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Does Inti Creates still exist? I think they do. Oh, they sure do. I played an Inti Creates game just the other day. Nice. I guess they're still creating Intis. Yeah, they're out Thank there. Thank you. What's the uh, Inti Creates of food? Um, Cotton candy uh, with marshmallows on it? I feel like it's a box macaroni and cheese. Yeah. It's it's like not it's it's not bad. It's not your first choice, but uh, you eat it and you're like, eh, I, I ate something. 
Kind of regret it, but not entirely. Not, yeah. not all the way. I actually eat a whole box macaroni and cheese, and I have yet to play a whole anti-creates video game. <laughs> That's true. That's uh, a good point. So I think it's like a single animal cracker. By popular demand. What? Time for us to return for season three of Violence Island. Really? That's right. We're back. I thought we were going to say how long it was going to be until the next one, and then I forgot to do it. Yeah, this is the next one. I averaged all the votes I got, which was only Frank, because you two forgot to send yours in. Son of a... And it ended up being a month. I didn't forget. I just didn't feel like it. (laughs) That's fair. So you got the average of one. I got an average of one. And uh, the way this segment works is, if you haven't heard it before, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Uh, Over at forums.insertcredit.com, people send us uh, these submissions of who would win in a fight between various video game personalities. We decide those forever and for all time. Uh Then we take the winners of those matchups and make them fight each other until there's one winner Uh at the end of a nine-episode season that elapses over the course of roughly one a month. Basically, what Jaffe is saying is it's a segment of this show where we use as many words as possible to say, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Right. So let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's let the, let the good times god darn roll. <laughs> can, can, can I, uh, we'll, we'll get back to this, but can I just pause for a second to tell you about the, uh, the, the newspaper article that my mom texted me while we were watching, uh, while we were doing this show? Let's hear about it. it the, the headline you is- You heard it Matt- here first, folks. Matching tattoos prep Deland coaches for season, and I was like, "What? What is this? Why do I care about it?" Do the headline again. Matching tattoos prep Deland coaches for season. DeLand. This is like the front is... front page of the sports section. What's Deland? Deland is a city in Florida. Hmm. Okay, so there are there are coaches in this city with matching tattoos. They've gotten them to prep for the season, okay. and I was like, "Why could I possibly care about this?" Um, it's because that's where Charles Martinet's from. It's it's a uh, it's my aunt got a tattoo at age seventy five. Good for her. And it's on the it's on the front oh. page of the sports section. Of my I kind of care about that. To uh, and it's for swimming. By the way, is the is the sport that they're coaching? What okay. is the well, tattoo? Rules. The tattoo is like a it's like a. It's a it's Glock. Speaking of Charles Martinet, it, it's, it's a, a gun Glock. shooting a pool and like water splashing out of the pool. It's, it's like a bunch it. of fish, but almost in a tribal tattoo kind of situation. Oh, no. Where is it located? On the ankle. On the ankle. Okay. If okay. I were 75 years old and I didn't have a tattoo yet, it'd probably be some nonsense if somebody put a gun to my head and said, get one. Yeah. It wasn't uh, that amazing, but it's like, Wow. <laughs> All right. The new lighting around is everyone needs to sh- uh, share uh, the last article that one of your parents sent you. Yeah, what did you get? Uh, I got last Monday. Charles Martinet has retired from voicing Mario after over 30 years. (laughs) Oh, really? Very good. You are all number one in my heart, says the veteran voice actor. (laughs) You're all a number one in my heart. A number one. I I have never received an email or a text from my mom. Literally zero times. You got one? Uh, I mean, my, yeah, you know, yeah, no. No. (laughs) All right. Well, that's no. been the episode, everybody. <laughs> now let's get that. We we can get back to violence on. All right, here it. we go. We're gonna Vio Io. We're gonna tear through Vio Io. Our first match is Gex versus Bubsy. Uh, Dark Souls Ceaseless Discharge okay. versus Yoshi's Island's Gargantua Blarg. 
ceaseless well, discharge? Yeah. I'm going with the ceaseless discharge. You ever see that guy? No. No. About to. Is that a... Oh, man, look him up. Is that a medical condition? Yeah, it sounds really gross. Well, first of all, you can't god darn stop the discharge. Wow, my eyes don't know where to look on this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, try playing the... Try fighting him. Ooh, no. Yes, I mean, he's basically, he's basically so like from software games have a really, they have a really tasty relationship with uh, uh, just have a featuring characters, monsters, bosses, which are sort of unapologetically uh, sort of uh, like winkingly uh, hat tippingly just like the absolute like psychedelic evil quote unquote realistic version of like one of your favorite classic Nintendo monsters or whatever he looks to me like a like a nemesis a big nemesis from uh, yeah Red i mean it's like in, in elden ring i think my favorite example is in elden ring there's slimes right and they're just like disgusting like amoebas of like, like leathery amoebas with like hair and stuff sticking out of them and they're really they make gross uh they're just like gross motions undulating motions they're really nasty looking and it's like that's such a great looking rpg slime to have Who's the other guy? Uh, uh, this, the other guy uh, is Blark. the monster He's on the cover old, of Yoshi's Island. A big old lava monster sort of so guy. So we got two different lava guys. Two big lava monsters. Yeah, two big yeah. lava guys sloshing um, against each other. So I, I haven't played far enough in Yoshi's Island to encounter this guy. Uh, oh, is, is, he, is he defeatable with eggs? Like, can eggs kill him? Yeah. Okay, so do you just like shoot him with eggs until he dies? He's a stupid any... Nimrod. Yeah, he's an Nintendo boss. He's also boss. goofy and he's got a smile on his face. I think he loses. Ceaseless discharge would uh would get, he would get this guy's goat big time. Yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. take he would, him. He'd take him to the trash. He'd probably absorb him, or yeah. something. Being the bigger then, lava monster, he would just absorb him. In yeah, there. being ceaseless and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he, he guy don't stop. Our next match is. Mario with a gun versus Sonic with a knife. <laughs> yeah! Well, the so classic playground one, if I recall correctly. <laughs> Sonic is faster than he can he's faster than bullets if he can see it. So Yeah. Well also does he have the I don't know, like that scene in that X Men movie with uh, Quicksilver? Like does does time slow down for Sonic? When he's fast? Yes. If you've uh, seen according him, to the Sonic movie. According to the Sonic movies, then oh, it that's does. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, okay. he's so like, in that case jumping yeah, around he's, he's pushing bullets yeah. does sonic ever have a knife in those movies do you think a knife might slow him down no, but no i'm saying if sonic has a knife here and doesn't have a knife in the movies then this isn't the sonic from the movies did i have a knife in siberia that's a reference to jack reacher uh, for all my jack reacher fans in the chat um no it's the so, same sonic it's it's uh it's the same sonic it's movie sonic okay it's movie sonic i would does say does that mean this is movie mario well, it's got to well, be movie Mario would be dead in a god darn snap of the finger. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, snap of the finger because you either got Bob Hoskins or or uh, Chris Charles Martinet Pratt. Also, I think Bob Hoskins would be deadlier with a gun. God, the long Good Friday, dude. Yeah, Mario's think... gonna just be confused by the gun and and like you know as he's looking at the gun, you know, in his hand, he's looking down at the gun. Suddenly, there will also be a knife in within his eyesight, <laughs> but it's inside of him. Yeah. And like Sonic will be nowhere around. He won't know what yeah, happened. He won't have seen it happen. Yeah. I like the idea of of Bob Hoskins' spiritual DNA uh, implanting the theme music from The Long Good Friday in Mario's head, uh, <laughs> which is one of the best uh, pieces of movie score uh, ever ever composed. Yeah, as, as his uh, as his vision fades. Yeah, but uh, but also um, I'm a Mario boy through and through. 
but the outcome of this fight is there's only one Charles Martin at voice clip that can properly uh, yeah. indicate oh, how it? this fight's going to turn out, and that is... That's, right. That's it. That's Guy's right. done. Uh, Sonic, like, there's there's just no way. Yeah. There's there's no way. I yeah, hope the iris, the iris <laughs> clothes from Super Mario World never makes an appearance on Violence Island, because nothing can beat that. That's nothing right. can beat it. That's true. Uh, our next match is... <laughs> <laughs> Brownie from Contra Hardcore versus Robit from Jumping Flash. Okay, real quick, that that sound in that iris, that's just straight up Looney Tunes, right? Like that's yeah. where that came from. Like yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. that didn't exist uh, as a little of slide Tunes. whistle iris sound, yeah. Yeah, but that, and that sound was just Mel Blank going whoop like the or someone. Like it's Mel just Blank's a person a genius, doing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's it. I never made that connection. That's literally they just copied Looney Tunes. It's not yeah. like a thing. Well, you also know who copied somebody was, uh, that's, uh, that's, what, what game is this from? Uh, Pac-Man, right? No, it's Streets of Rage 2. Yeah, oh. that's Streets of Rage 2 eating, Yuzo uh... Koshiro copied Pac-Man. Yeah. But guess what? He made it better. That's right. I could, I could talk for about an hour on why this is better than the Pac-Man version, and maybe some other time we can I'll try. I'll revisit that. We can, we can do that. Um, so Brownie from Contra Hardcore is mm -hmm. a little tiny robot, and who's the other guy again? Uh, Robert, uh, Robert from, oh, uh, from Jumping Flash. Jumping Flash. Robert's got a size advantage, I think. I think Robert is canonically like two meters tall or something. That's just the main guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah main guy. But Robert's slow as heck, man. And he doesn't have a gun, does he? Robert. Yeah. Robert's got guns. Jumping Flash is straight up. Oh, yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Right. He's got Jump, his. Uh... Jumping Flash is straight up a console first person shooter right, right. developed in Japan before Quake. Which is a kind of a wild concept. Yeah, it's his sparkle beam. And of gun. course, as a Japanese game, it has a bunch of platforming and the, the jumping gimmick. So they 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 went to, they went like twelve, thirteen extra miles with that game. Now, I think we've established that Violence Island is three uh, D. Yes. So yeah, it's three D. Yeah. Brownie is stuck in a two D plane, and Jumping <laughs> Flash is not. But Jumping Flash is slow, and uh, Brownie is 60. right. But all he has to do is jump out of the line of sight. Brownie is 60 FPS. Okay, so I, I think I think on Violence Island, I think we need to establish that that fighters meet uh, facing each other Street Fighter 2 style, right? And then it's yeah. like round one, fight, and then they can do whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I've always yeah. imagined yeah. it starts in a clearing, but uh, there's forest and such on the outskirts they can rush into. Okay, so if Brownie's like holding the gun button, right, as it starts, Jumping Flash might not have time to react, right? But yeah. If Jumping Flash has time to react, he can jump sideways, right? Brownie is a one-hit death, and uh, Jumping Flash Robert has a lot. That was a lot oh, of meters. Good point. Yeah. Also, he I can would... probably absorb a few bullets before he gets out of the way. The rate of fire in Contra Hardcore is truly spectacular. It is it is right. an extremely high rate of fire. Whereas Jumpo Flash, nah, man, nah, man. Does mate. he does he just absorb damage or does he get knockback or anything? Uh, uh, he just kind back? of he gets a very mild knockback. Okay. Not enough to uh, not enough to uh, knock him <laughs> off of stuff. I also think that in the name of fairness and probably the spirit of the asking of the question, I think that we should just infer that they can hit each other when it's 2D and 3D, unless it's something like Parappa, where he's a, he's clearly 2D in a 3D world and can bend to the side and stuff. Right. Yeah. I feel like we should just a kind of... A Paper Mario situation. Good, okay. good faith if I... Yeah, Parappa versus Paper Mario. That's a fight. Yeah, okay. Okay. Anyway, I still... That doesn't... I don't know who wins. I'm just <laughs> saying that... 
Uh, I think uh, Jumping Flash is slow as heck. I like Brownie for this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jumping Flash is just, the guy's basically underwater when he's jumping through the air. All yeah. right. Our next one is Yonoid versus Mr. Domino. Oh, wow. Well, nobody can stop Mr. Domino. He shouldn't be on Violence Island. Although he is very stoppable in that video game. Yeah. You can stop him really Interestingly, Mr. Domino stops uh, at the hands of all but the most skilled practitioners. Mr. Domino stops quite easily. Uh, okay. All right. right. Well, I, I know that Yonoid jumps and has a yo-yo or something, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, what, so what does Mr. Domino do? He uh, well, he avoids, so that's something. Um, okay. He, he he moves back and forth. The connection here is that they are both, uh, of, uh, you know, uh, uh, patrons of uh, the dominoes. dominoes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Sense, and, so. Well, does does the Noid ever get the dominoes pizza? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't the get it. Round. He voids it. Well, yeah. it. No, hang on, hang on. You're talking about the Noid. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the game, you're right. He, he voids it. Yeah, it's the Noid. Yeah. He doesn't want the pizza. He wants you to not have the pizza. Right. He wants to ruin your pizza experience. But doesn't he win pizza during the bonus rounds? Yeah, but then he immediately feeds it to a dumpster. Yeah, I think they were a little okay. confused about what they were doing there. And then he field goal kicks the dumpster into orbit. So, well, the Noid yeah. has a weapon, and the uh, Mr. Domino... Who, who, first of all, is lied about because he can be stopped. Mr. Domino's nothing but propaganda. So Don't believe he, the hype. He can, he can get knocked over with a yo-yo for sure. So I think it's I think it's the Noid. One of the main things that Domino's do is get knocked over. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's one of their yeah. top mm-hmm. features is but get does, knocked over. But does being knocked over stop them is the real question. In this case, it does. It's yes. still a Domino. <laughs> I would say yes. Over. Hey, if you shoot me in the head, uh, if I become a dead body, I'm still a human being. That's right. Right? It's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But is he defeated upon falling? I think so. I think so yeah. because he's because he stopped at that point. Um, right. Yeah. He's no longer okay. moving. So he's okay. stopped. Yeah, mate. That takes us to our semifinals. Uh, th- first, we have the ceaseless discharge versus Sonic with a knife. <laughs> I don't think you can stab magma. However, Sonic could... Flash style, run around him a mm-hmm. bunch of times yeah. to put out the flames. Mm-hmm. Does he ever do that in like Sonic Frontiers or anything? Yeah. In Sonic Frontiers, he mostly just kind of falls off of stuff that only half exists. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. You you uh, you kick you kick a thing three times, and then it's like mysteriously you've been knocked all of the way off of this, and now you're on the ground again. Just falling tens of stories to the ground. I think we have to factor that in. Yeah, but. He does persevere. I, I haven't played Dark Souls, so, but I haven't played. I have played Elden Ring. So Dark oh, Souls, yeah. I imagine, as the sort of RPG stuff, right, where there's like stats and that, you know, like your equipment affects different stats. Stuff yeah, like they that. got it all yeah. in there. That happens. Um, is there any sense of like power of friendship and whether <laughs> ceaseless discharge might be weak to that? I think the only power of friendship is like the the notes you can leave, and uh, that is just as likely to lead you astray. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, that was in Dark Souls as well. <laughs> it was, wasn't I it? Don't know, I didn't play it. I'm They've had the uh, the notes system. Note uh, system for okay, a long got time. it. Got Since it. Cool. Demon Souls, yeah. Uh, could you recruit a friend? Could you recruit a friend in that one? I think you could, yeah. right? Yeah. You can do your co your coops. But see, Faceless Discharge can't. But he Sonic, can't. you're you're suggesting maybe because Sonic is in Dark Souls rules now, he can recruit. Sonic with a knife yeah. is going to summon uh, Sonic with a gun, aka Shadow. Yeah, Sonic wins. Then we got Brownie versus the Noid. 
No, not the noid, yo noid. Yo noid. Because there's a big difference between claymation noid and, you know, gets his butt beat uh, yeah. yo noid. Yeah. Well, Brownie is also fast, uh, a higher FPS than yo noid and has a gun. Higher That's FPS? True. Like yo noid's 60. Is, but is they're it? both 60. Come on. Are they both 60? Yeah. You gotta love 60 FPS. But dude. also, yo noid cannot get away from the, the gun shot. Yeah. It's done. Like he's not—he's not gonna run up to Brownie with a yo-yo and kill him. Although it's one hit, right? So like, yeah, it's true. I think, I think the Noid gets three, and he has iframes. Oh, if he's got iframes, depends on how far apart. Yeah, they he are. might just be able to run up and get enough iframe in to just hit him once with the yo-yo, and then, and then he's done. Brownie's a lot faster. Yeah, Brownie's gonna run away maybe, and then like turn around and shoot. Right. Yeah. Surviving as Brownie requires a lot more agility, which suggests Brownie is a more agile character. Than Contra Yonoid. Hardcore is a hard video game. The characters are made out of god darn, you Paraffin. know, they're made out of god darn prop glass. They're made out of god darn cowboy whiskey bottles in that game. I think yeah. what you have to factor in with Brownie is yes, he is on paper a weak character, but within the canon and continuity of the game. He survives everything that's thrown at him. He's able to navigate all of it. Well, that's true of Yonoid as well, then. Yeah. But Yonoid, the challenge that is demanded of Yonoid is much lower than the challenge demanded of Brownie. He exists to sell a $50 video game that's going to sell uh, $500 worth of pizzas, ultimately. Right. He's a, he's a car salesman. Yeah. Well, they can be dangerous. Like, who who's, who's, who's stuffing their wives into the back of... Uh, car trunks and stuff. It's the it's the used car sales. Oh, are you talking about Jerry Lundegaard? I I'm know that talking, guy. I wasn't actually talking about anybody, but uh, yeah. Jerry Lundegaard. I thought, I thought you were talking about the Noid. <laughs> That's right. That's what I was talking I about. I thought we were making a reference to Fargo. I, I was saying that, uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's Jerry well, Lundegaard. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that Brownie gets it. I think so, too. Yeah, give it to the guy with the biggest, fastest gun. That brings us to the Battle of the Speedsters. We got a knife-wielding Sonic versus a gun-wielding Brownie. Something that we have had to get into before on this, and and it's hard to establish, how many rings are there on the island? Because that's always important. That's a really good question. Yeah. I think Sonic walks into any uh, any confrontation where we assume Sonic is, uh, is plucked from leisure. I believe Sonic has 50 rings, which is the minimum he needs for there to be... A continue point or whatever. A, 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 a bonus yeah. game at the continue point. Well, so, it's also the amount he needs to uh, power up to Super Sonic. Does he have his emeralds? No, I, mean, no, I don't he think he has have his emeralds. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We just, I, I agree. We just... We, yeah. we, just, if, we if do need to establish that. Here, yes, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Well, I think if Sonic's got rings, then he's he's uh, he's good. Yeah. Because he, he's... Now, Sonic's got the iframes, you know, he's got a knife. I also think there's a cluster of three rings at all times on Violence Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That seems yeah. right. If there's rings he can go and get, I think he's... So, it's only yeah. the three, <laughs> but yeah, he, he could probably... All he's got to do is touch this. He doesn't even need the knife. It's true, he can just roll into he, a ball. He, he bonks and destroys robots all over the place. That's he true. true. What animal comes out of brownie? He can like brownie? automatically home in on robots. Even is it a flicky? Yeah. What comes out of brownie? It's got to be a flicky because it's so small. Well, also brownie dies if like you touch him. You know, yeah. like, Sonic could just run up and like lick him, and he yeah. Would and die. Sonic does have a homing attack. Yeah, That's and true. he's and he's really fast mm-hmm. at licking. 
Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he's a hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, remember in the in the olden times before we were born, when when that was a threat, I'll lick you good. <laughs> oh, I don't because that was before. <laughs> I know it was born. before all of us were born. Yeah, but uh, I've seen some old but, films. It's, it's it's good times. That's All like right. f- 50s kids in New York, like, mm-hmm. you know, dressed in, about... they've got like... like Put the, up your dukes. The, yeah, exactly. They've, they've uh, got their newsy hats and their... their uh... Our first victor this season is Sonic the Hedgehog with a knife. Sonic the Hedgehog with a knife. Do we want to establish what kind of knife it is? It's a Bowie knife. It's a Bowie knife. Obviously, yeah. yeah. The only kind of knife to have. Remember the Alamo, dude. Remember the god darn Alamo, man. <laughs> All right. That's the episode. It's time for us to make our recommendations. A recommendation. Yeah, I got two recommendations. One of them is if you are a single person or a couple and you do not have any other family members living in your home, yeah. you should adopt this dog that I've been fostering for eight months that's very cute but has some uh, behavioral things that need BHT. to be uh, looked at. But he's, he's actually, I mean, he's just a little guy. He's 12 pounds. He's a Chewini. He's cute as heck. He's maybe got a little Pomeranian in him. He's uh, dumb as a brick, uh, <laughs> but he's he's a cute little nice little guy who wants to sit on your lap and sniff your ear and make little grunting sounds. Uh, if you live in the Bay Area, check out on PetFinder in in uh, from the the rescue underdog a dog named Juice. Juice, the dog. Juice, yeah, Juice. This dog who who it took us about uh, three months to get him to figure out how to sit. Um, yeah. He 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 figured out that his name was Juice in about three days. Oh, that's good. Juice Juice was like it was it was his name. That's just what he was supposed to be. Dogs are good at hearing uh, hearing K sounds, uh, long uh, like very very loud S sounds. Yeah. So if you named your dog like Jost Josk, that's right. So that's uh, that's my recommendation. Is uh, if you're especially if you're in the Bay Area or anywhere in California, please uh, try to adopt this dog. Take my dog. Take my dog, please. And then I have one more, which is uh, also some, something that my mom sent me. You know, you get these uh, these texts from your mom sometimes, and it's like, watch this video. Not me. And you will not be interested in it a large percentage of the time. However, this time, she texted me a, a YouTube video from a guy called Steve Stanchfield, who is preserving oldie-time cartoons. And... He was, uh, I was watching this one video about preserving Thunderbean Thursday, which is a Van Buren, Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah, I know this guy. Yeah. And uh, it was really fun to watch. So I I learned a little bit because the movie theaters would crop these in different ways, depending on what kind of projectors they had. And they were cropped somewhat haphazardly. And so this guy was trying to take two crops, stitch them together so that you could get the full, full, or as full full of the frame as possible and uh he was showing his techniques and like blending and getting rid of dirt and all this stuff and uh and then you get to watch a little you get to watch the video uh the little cartoon and it was a fun cartoon with a fun song where these guys are talking about zoop instead of soup and uh it's got a song called mean music in it it's 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 very nice and fun so check out steve stanchfield uh, Thunderbean Thursday or whatever. Well, and, and I mean, if you're a physical media person, uh, thunderbeanshop.com, like he's been putting out Blu-rays of, of uh, you know, really intense restorations of, of public domain cartoons for a long time. And they are kind of sort of free on the internet, but I think he makes his money on the Blu-rays to do this work. Uh, a good idea, so, yeah. Good call. 
go 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 check those out like there's a ton of them he's been doing it forever and and yeah he's incredible yeah and also these youtube videos are like we're, we're talking about less than a thousand views on each of them so yeah. uh so uh g- give him give him a look-see give him a follow etc that's what i got i think he did a restoration of dancing on the moon kind of recently you and i should check that out awesome that's, yes we that's, should that's our jam yeah that's right okay that's what i got who's next was that your recommendation kind of frank also uh, sure yeah i don't know um <laughs> sorry i was actually just looking at his shop instead of thinking about <laughs> recommendations um yeah tell tell steve uh uh insert credit sent you and he'll have no idea what that means <laughs> right yeah he'll be he'll respond with what did you want to buy something um <laughs> yes i have a private snafu blu-ray for you uh no i don't think i have anything uh since last week i ain't got nothing mate I ain't got nothing, man. I, you know, I, you know what? I, I had a pretty I've good time. I've got to go to the bathroom. Is what I've got. All mm. right, then I'll do my quick recommendation, which is uh, mini golf's pretty fun still. Kind yeah, of true. Yeah. So yeah, go play some mini golf. Go to the mini golf and hit the ball real hard. Went to uh, Scandia in uh, Cordelia. A Scandia in Cordelia. You didn't want to go to the one in uh, in uh, like Milpitas or whatever. Uh, I don't know about that one. It was uh, so it was uh, Amanda's birthday weekend, and she uh, decided to just like be very demanding and specific, which was very cool. Like yeah, I actually good. like that. So it's like yeah, I want to yeah. go to this specific. I do this thing. Right. Yes. Good. That's cool. Yeah. We also got the uh, you know you can get the arcade card right, and we just yeah, did yeah, the yeah. like unlimited for four hours. So it's like let's just play every raw thrills thing that came out in the last eleven years. How were they? Uh, they were fine. Yeah. I so can't I'm figure out Bat- this Batman game at all. I like the Batman game. It's confusing. I can't figure out how to like know who and how to shoot. Hmm. It's too I fast. feel like I figured it out, but maybe I didn't. Okay. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe didn't. I didn't. Well, I would like to recommend that people rate and review this show on iTunes and elsewhere. Uh, you could also support us on Patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own questions, get monthly bonus episodes, and more cool stuff. If you'd like to sponsor our show with an advertisement or personal message, you could do that too. Just email me at showitinsertcredit.com and I'll be in touch soon. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or find videos of these episodes on youtube.com slash insertcreditshow. Brandon, you have some video games. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of them is Hyper Gunsport. I believe it's on sale. It's on sale right now. I don't know if it'll still be on sale in a few... It should be. Yeah. I think it will be. And uh, while you're buying Hyper Gunsport, put Demon School on your Steam wish list. Why not? Wish list. Listen to the Video Game History Hour if you'd like to hear more from our own Frank Cifaldi. That's me. Uh, this episode is edited by Esper Quinn with original <laughs> music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. <laughs> And Mamma Mia, here we go. Eat some meat, Charlie. Did, did you forget to find a, a an ending? Qu- I quick? sure did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice.